What's up, everybody? This is Ed from the Pinheads of Horror. Uh, really quick, I want to thank everybody who checked out our first episode of this new segment. You know, it's gotten some plays, and, you know, I haven't really gotten criticism for it, so thank you for that. For this episode, myself and Larry uh, actually interviewed Jimmy Weinholtz, who gave us a screener of his film Door to Door. Uh, in this interview, Larry and I talked to Jimmy and some of the cast, and we discussed the movie, and we also discussed uh, each other's respective podcasts, as well as uh, some of our paranormal experiences ourselves. So sit back and enjoy this episode. Ready, setting everything up. How are you guys? We're doing good. Uh, it's me, Jimmy, and then uh, Charlie, the guy who played the doorman. Here. Uh, all right, man. I can't wait to get this going. Thanks for uh, doing the interview with us, man. Well, thanks for giving us the the screener. Uh, we really enjoyed it, and you know we're we're just starting out with our podcast. We only have about seven or eight episodes, but having I mean, it's an honor to get a screener from uh, from you, actually. Uh, I want to apologize right now um, that it's me and Ed, and we don't have the beautiful girl we usually have on our podcast today. <laughs> so uh, well, I just want to start uh, out by uh, it. yeah. <laughs> it's, it's audio. It's audio. So yeah, yeah, we got lucky on that one. We'll just pretend she's being very quiet. <laughs> uh, so uh, all right, well let's get this started then. Door to door. How'd you uh, come up with the idea? So Door to Door was actually going to be a novel first and foremost, and it was going to be a, a zombie story that dealt with like five different people from different backgrounds, like a boxer in Las Vegas and a school teacher in Los Angeles and so on. And then uh, the zombie thing kind of got tired, and I was like, well, let's make this... Um, this thing with demons, because demons are, are kind of in right now, but I went more into it with the seven deadly sins, because that's a horror concept I feel like hasn't been touched on, except for the, the movie Seven, really. Right, right. It's uh, I, We were just talking about that earlier. It's it's more akin to maybe Creepshow than it is to the movie Seven. Yeah, and uh, as far as how it all panned out, I was... Uh, driving home from work one night kind of stuck in the middle writing the script and believe it or not the idea struck me uh while listening to disney music (laughs) (laughs) and uh i was like man like all walt disney's characters are so different and they're so iconic and i'm like what and then it hit me i'm like each sin needs to have his own its own backbone its own demon and then from there uh the doorman I made the decision was going to kind of be the MC of the entire thing as he's the one that ties it all together. And in writing it, Charlie's actually my fifth grade teacher. 
No. <laughs> uh, look, uh, a drama teacher or like a music teacher or. No, just no, like a fifth grade teacher. Yeah. Oh, just oh yeah. Well, uh, thinking of maybe middle school. Bible but, study. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Elementary, yeah. Uh-huh. And uh, he was proofreading it for me and telling me, you know, change this or this is great. And uh, then once it was all done and we started casting, I said, you know, you want to be the doorman, and he was like, absolutely. And it just took off from there. Uh, well, Charlie, if you had a choice, would that have been a role you would have chosen first, or would you think you'd have your eye on a different role? You know, I, I don't have any experience acting, but I'm a real horror film buff. Oh, nice. And, um, you know, I, my experience covers everything from the universal monsters to, you know, up-to-date stuff like, you know, the most modern of horror films. So I thought, well, gosh, Jimmy said, you know, you can have the part if you think you're, you're up to it. And I said, well, why not? You know, I'm retired. Uh, it sounded like a lot of fun. I had read Jim's script first and knew that the ideas were really original and that it was really cinematic. And uh, I thought, let's just go for it. And it turned out to be a blast. Although, I must say that uh, memorizing lines was much more difficult than I thought it was. Uh, I used to act every once in a while, and yeah, that was the most difficult part for me. Stage direction really wasn't all that bad, but remembering lines just... I remember I had to do The Crucible, and I was like, oh boy. <laughs> so so I, I can, I can kind of relate to that. Now, um, talking about... Uh, I saw there's a, you had a lot of different locations in the movie. Did you... Um, was that easier to shoot than having just one central location? Because uh, you have a lot of actors in the movie also. So I guess maybe that would make it a little easier, possibly, to shoot in all these different locations. Yeah, you know, we treated it like seven short films, okay. really. and Because uh, they are very much independent, aside from Charlie. And uh, so we all we did our table reads and stuff at the beginning, and... After the table read was over, and we kind of like, you know, it sounds like you have a theater background. That's like me too. I came from a theater background. So the table reads, we were kind of blocking it out theater style. And I was telling them, you know, like when we get to where we're going to film, this is how I kind of want it. And, uh, but then after that, and we started filming, nobody was together again fully until the premiere of the film. And so. I guess to answer your question in approaching it like that, you know, we really, you know, we had a micro budget, so we were using what we had available to us. You know, gluttony takes place in a kitchen. Uh, my my girlfriend's mom runs the uh, cafeteria department at this school, and she snuck us in there one day after hours. <laughs> um, the stuff with Raph, uh, that's actually the girl who plays Lust, Nicole. That was her grandma's yard. That was uh, Ed's favorite character. I just want to tell you that yeah. right now. Uh. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, man, it was just kind of like we dealt with what we had available to us because we did the whole thing for under a thousand bucks. And so the lust scene is at my parents' house. The greed conversation and when they find him uh, taking the pills uh, with the money down his throat, that's all my place. 
the scene with Charlie and Aaron out on the porch. That's the outside of my house. So a lot of the stuff we used more than once, and they were all pretty much within a 15-mile radius of each other, so it wasn't too much moving around. But, uh, yeah, if we all did it, our next project is going to be mainly centered around one house, and I would see how that would be easier just because you don't have to pack up and move stuff around. But for this, where it was different days for each demon, it wasn't too bad. All right, cool. I wanted to ask you, with the bottle of pills, the name Septum, what was the motivation for that name? Is that something biblical, or is that just something you thought of? It's the uh, Latin word for seven. Ah. So I got to brush up on my Latin now. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I just kind of fit. I was looking at different uh, languages uh, for seven. I knew I wanted it to be tied into seven, and uh, Septon just kind of sounded the coolest. No, that's well. It definitely answers our question. It makes it a lot, a lot more interesting. If you were given the money and uh, the places to shoot, would you do a sequel? Uh, yeah, absolutely. We've been we've been talking about uh, what would happen in the sequel, actually. I mean, would you stick to the Seven Deadly Sins, or would you move on to something different? With uh, it's in a set amount of numbers, maybe like the Ten Commandments or something. It's funny because we were talking about. I mean, as you guys know, we do our own podcasting too, and you know, we were talking about uh, what would be the opposite of the Seven Deadly Sins. Uh, it would be the Seven Heavenly Virtues. So, how do you like charity? Like, you got some guy like shoving stuff down somebody's throat, like giving to yeah. hurts or something. Uh, I don't know. It'd be just a total goofy spin-off horror comedy type of a thing. And then we were also talking about the possibility of um, Jacob. So this is, would be taking place like 15, 20 years down the line. Uh, the, the lady who's pride, the son, like trying to figure out exactly what happened to his uh, mom. And it kind of takes him on a... Uh, Halloween uh, three season of the witch esque journey as he like tries to hunt down the door. Well, we love Halloween three. So. Oh, dude, I, I love Halloween three. I love yep. Tom Atkins and. <laughs> I, I, I tell Charlie because Charlie always talks up Halloween three, and I just got that uh, box set and rewatched it, and it's it's a way better film than I remember, man. That, that that Halloween box set is the greatest thing ever. I love it. Yeah, it's pretty rad. When you were writing this movie what made you pick pride was it just because it fit her character to take a title like this or did you just kind of throw something at a dartboard and you landed on pride pride as far as being oh, oh, the character I'm, at the end yeah or? i'm sorry i'm sorry i mean is pride as far as being like the leader of them kind of or? yeah pride is taking the reins from charlie like what was the motivation behind that do you think it just fit the personality of someone like that to want to take this title just so she can say she has it or was it just a random thing? The whole dialogue when she kind of like takes over for Charlie and Charlie's just kind of there, it references, you know, the whole story of Lucifer being the the fallen angel. He didn't humble himself and he was cast out of heaven. And uh, that's so he committed the sin of pride and so that's why she references like being his favorite because that is what he did. Um, and then 
originally what we were going to do is when she leads him into that room or leads Samantha into that room, we were going to have it just filled with doormen um, to kind of represent the fact that these guys are everywhere. Huh. And, and uh, you know, time constraints and people not, you know, it's what comes when you're working with volunteer work. Sometimes you just don't get it the way that you want to do and you roll with the punches. And uh, so I said, okay, then let's have Charlie standing there which, if you watch it again, it's cool. You can, like, see his tie and stuff in the doorway, which I don't even think we planned. You know? <laughs> Just down that way. And, uh, but when they, they walk out for that final scene and Charlie was just there on autopilot, um, we were pretty much all at autopilot. It was, like, 11.30 at night. <laughs> and uh, it just it ended up looking kind of cool. He just kind of hands her the case and away she goes. But uh, pride as far as being the last and, getting her to convert and all that, that was associated with the whole biblical mythology of Lucifer being cast out. All right, man, that's, that was really cool because you know what, um, me probably seven, eight years ago would have looked at this movie and laughed at it and, you know, said a bunch of things, but as I've gotten older and, you know, I won't say mature, but wiser in my years, um... I commend you so much for making this because, you know, I've met so many people who say they're going to do this, they're going to do something great. They have an idea and, you know, they're just waiting to get it rolling. But you guys actually did it. And, you know, you you talked and you backed it up. So I respect the hell out of that and I respect the hell out of you guys for making this movie. And you know what? I really enjoyed the movie. I did also. Well, thank you. I, I love the story. It's... You know, and there's something creepy about just knowing that someone like Charlie is just walking around out there. You know, oh, thanks a lot. <laughs> I don't mean it. That the, way. I, mean, I mean the character <laughs> yes. that you portray, you the, the doorman, not yes. you. Yeah, oh, <laughs> you got to say that because he's actually outside your window, right? Uh, <laughs> Damn first floor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, we're we're coming from like nothing. The way that it, it fell together you know, film student and my director of photography is a student of art and that's about what we had to our name as far as what we what we did and the next thing that we're doing, we're doing this web series which is like little five minute episodes and, and compared to this is like super easy and about halfway through making this thing we all looked at each other and said, well, we just totally did this in the complete wrong order of learning. But uh, <laughs> we, uh, oh, we learned a lot with it, and you know, it's definitely got its constraints to the uh, amount of money that we had to do it, but we are, uh, we're pretty proud of the thing. So uh, I appreciate the fact that you guys liked it. Yeah, if you don't mind me asking, how much was the budget? Uh, we filmed it for about 700 Oh, nice. Yeah, that's really so, impressive. What you with what you do with seven hundred dollars? Uh, I mean, I, you're, I, you had great lighting, and uh, your editing was great. I thought also. So it, it just goes to show you that seven hundred dollars can go a long way, and that's with, especially with technology today too. Anything is possible, and you should just go out and do what you say you, you're going to do. Just yeah. like I said. Yeah, it's pretty. I mean. Shout out to Jordan, Andrew, Alex, all the people who uh, put in countless hours of just volunteer because that's what it came down to. All the actors that you saw, all the post-production work, which is the real work, uh, 
all that was just all of us trying to uh, to get this thing done. So it uh, is pretty cool. And uh, how long did it take? Uh, uh, just uh, not post or anything, but just uh, shooting. To shoot the thing? So we started uh, filming right after Halloween, so the first week in November. And very much like yourselves, we all have day jobs, minus Charlie. <laughs> and uh so we would film for like two two days sometimes some weeks we'd film four days some other weeks i was telling uh assist my assistant director yeah i wish we would have kept a ledger so we knew exactly but i want to say we did it in like 20 20 days between 20 and 22 days total Oh, nice. Uh, so spread out probably like two, well, three yeah, months? No, yeah. We, if you want to like the exact calendar, so... No, not, 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 not exact. <laughs> <laughs> you know, ballpark maybe, you know. Yeah, we like... So I want to say we uh, started filming the first week in November, and Charlie and I went around and did the pickup shots of him walking around the neighborhood uh, like the week after Christmas. Oh, okay. Which Charlie walking around the neighborhood, I can get you. He's uh, especially in the cemetery. It was. Uh... Um, you know what? I actually uh, I feel bad for saying this. I listened to your podcast for the first time today at work. Because oh, I f- which one did you catch? Oh, the. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm spaced on the name. You were talking to Reaper, the paranormal investigator. Oh, okay, yeah. The- as the witching hour, all the paranormal stuff, yeah. You know what, and hearing it, um, I love how he basically said that everything you see on TV is bullshit. <laughs> that, was, <laughs> that was amazing. Um, and you know what, I actually did have a uh, my own paranormal experience at my last job. If you'd like, I will tell you about it. And you nope. sh- Yeah, man. All right. Um, I was working the graveyard shift. I used to do security at a mall. And we had a uh, we had a medical building in our facility. My job during the day would be to basically open it up for the nurses and doctors. And there's been rumors that it's been haunted since I started working there. This was like seven years ago. So I was like, yeah, whatever. I go down there, open up the garage, I get in the elevator, and I hit the ground button. And the elevator does not go to the ground. It goes to the seventh floor. And I was like, oh, maybe, maybe a cleaning person's in here. When I get to the sixth floor, my radio just goes fucking ballistic with static. And as I get closer to the seventh floor, I'm like, oh, my God, what is going to be behind these doors? Not the cleaning lady. I don't yeah, think. not the cleaning lady. <laughs> yeah. um, there was nothing behind the door, but it was enough to creep me the, the fuck out. And yeah, I can you, imagine. You know, I'm I'm a big dude. I, I could be intimidating when I want to be, but that that was enough to like scare me out of. I don't want to be in there by myself ever again. <laughs> yeah, hospitals are freaky, man. Yeah, I work uh, in one. <laughs> <laughs> the energy that's a, that's in hospitals, you know, I don't I don't. A lot of uh, a good amount of death happens there. I'm at my paranormal. I don't know if you want to hear our, our paranormal. You may have heard I want to hear it. I can't so. remember that. That episode was a while ago of me talking to the guy. But, uh, yeah, our house that we're at now, my girlfriend and I, is uh, it's pretty haunted. And she's she's seen the thing, full-body apparition, uh, 
bent over petting our dog in the middle of the night and oh jeez <laughs> so i usually what kind of a dog is it she uh she's like a little terrier poodle oh. mix yeah so <laughs> it likes the attention <laughs> not she's not intimidating in the slightest and uh but i usually get up before her and go to the gym like we're pretty early in the morning because i now work for the school district so you talk about full circle charlie teaching jimmy jimmy making a film charlie. <laughs> <laughs> but uh so i go up to the get up early go to the gym and uh, i'll usually uh take the dog out with me or whatever well she wakes up one morning and sees what she assumes is me bent over petting the dog and when this thing realizes that she's kind of watching him it stands up and it leaves and she calls out um you're not going to say goodbye and i then sit up in bed and go what are you talking about (laughs) and uh from that point forward i mean there there have been stuff that have happened before she moved in but now um You'll see, you'll see movement out of the corner of your eye. You'll hear footsteps, that kind of stuff. But uh, more often than not, it seems like it interacts with her more than me now. And she'll, she says that she'll say like, you know, don't scare me or leave me alone, please. And it does. So. <laughs> well, hey, well. <laughs> At least he listens, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, one thing I want to touch on is. You know, you brought up how it was everybody collectively working together to make this happen. Um, And as you watch the movie, you get that idea that that was a very strong notion that everyone had because no one's trying to outstage anybody. No one's trying to be the noise in the room, per se. And I thought that was very admirable. It's just everybody working together to make it happen because that's the only way it's going to happen. Everyone cooperates. Everyone works together. Everyone's on the same page. For the volunteers you had, I don't know how many of them were professional actors, but I really enjoyed their work. Well, they'll, they'll definitely appreciate hearing that. Yeah, that's a nice compliment. So are they, sure. they pretty much friends, or were they just uh, maybe put an ad in the paper? Yeah, well, I mean, we did, uh, we did ads like on Facebook, stuff like that, through the Horrific Network and uh, you know, local um, word of mouth with other teachers or... Uh, Andrew, the the DP, works at a college. A lot of those uh, guys, Rap, Sloth, uh, came from uh, the department that he works in. uh, But Charlie will tell you, like the only ones that had any acting experience at all were uh, Dave, the guy who played Gene, and then Jordan, the girl who played Monica. And everybody else, this was kind of their first go at it. But for some of them, uh, you know, Charlie, when you were reading like a table readings and stuff, it's kind of like you just kind of knew that they fit the role, yeah? Yeah, they were perfect, and a lot of them just had the look. I yeah. mean, uh, it was... Yeah, like, the, where'd you get that big metal dude from? The big metal dude, the guy who played Wrath? Uh, yeah, was that? Yeah, yeah, Wrath. He, uh, he's actually a student at the local college, Will, and so, um, when we were doing concept art and stuff, I wanted, a. Uh, I was telling the guys who did the sketches and uh, Andrew and the people trying to find people for me. I said I wanted a Otis Dripwood look with a uh, pro wrestler physique. <laughs> well, pretty, and, pretty uh, dead on. Right yeah. there. 
they sent me some pictures of Will, and he had his hair like all in front of his face and stuff. And I'm like, yeah, that's the guy. And so he came and he read, and he's very, very shy guy. <laughs> and uh, so it took a while for us to like, we were literally having to like yell at him to try to get him to to get amped up a little bit about yelling at Chris. And Chris is not a very shy guy. <laughs> Chris was trying to, to amp him up too, and uh, but he finally came across there as he's getting down, and he's actually getting all those shots, POV shots, is me holding the camera, and so in between I'm like, Will, you gotta just yell, man, yell. So finally I got him when he's looking at straight to the camera to yell a little bit. <laughs> yeah, you know what? He he was really good. He he, he scared the hell out of me. Yeah, I wouldn't want to mess with that yeah. dude. <laughs> That was the scene with the most uh, non-practical After Effects 2, like his voice and the, the thumping with his feet and all that. That is like that was towards the end of our editing, and we're discovering some of the tricks of the trade that may work for future endeavors. But yeah, that was a that was a fun day. That, <laughs> it looked like it was fun. That's not Charlie in the trailer. Uh huh. Okay. If you watch, if you watch that scene again. Which I'm glad you guys don't know what I'm talking about because I'm just not. As no, obvious. you know what? I, I think I do. I, I think I that was. Uh, it's on your site, right? Yeah. So if okay. You watch, yeah. No, the trade, not the trailer, trailer, not the movie trailer, but the trailer in that rap scene. There's one of the ghoul guys is in the trailer with a big stick. Oh, that's I, that's the uh, the doorman was moonlighting. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> moonlights his death on the weekends. That's uh... yeah. That's it. <laughs> Charlie's retired. He's got stuff to do, too. <laughs> you know, I do a lot of lurking. That's <laughs> kind of my uh, retirement job. Well, I'm going to go back to that. I mean, just those scenes of you walking through the neighborhood, just looking around, you know, yeah. not having that face of you're lost, but that face of, you know... I'm looking for something. It's yeah, close. Exactly. Those scenes were amazing. And... I applaud you, sir. Very well done. Oh, thank you. That was... <laughs> I think you're uh, you're applauding Jimmy and I. But uh, <laughs> I will say one thing about the graveyard scene. You know, we did the pickup scenes after Christmas, and we were walking through the graveyard, and it just happened to be one of those days that would be perfect for a horror film. I mean, it was overcast. There was this wind that was blowing through the trees, and you're getting these rustling of trees. And we're walking along, and Jim's filming me. And we come right to this gigantic headstone. And the name on the headstone was Fortune. So we both looked at each other, and we thought, God, what a perfect, <laughs> what a perfect place to stop, considering the whole film is about you know people's fortunes and how... They can be uh, changed if they give in to temptation. So that was a, that was kind of a really kind of a special day. Yeah. The other uh, the other time Charlie walking around the neighborhood, come to find out one of his wife's buddies is my neighbor around the corner, <laughs> and uh, she's out there gardening. <laughs> and all of a sudden, here comes Charlie, and we had the full crew that day. Uh, so we had me camera's like dangling around my neck i'm carrying a tripod andrew jordan tripods cameras and then 
a little bit behind is Charlie. And this lady, uh, she just stands up, and you would have thought that you she would have just saw him like a, a special at school bus just burst into flames in front of her house. <laughs> and uh, she looked at Charlie, and she's like squinting. And she's like, is that Charlie? And he's like, oh, yeah, hi, Cindy. And she's like, what are you doing? What are you doing out here? Well, we're making a movie. Well, this is just very weird, Charlie. said it about five times. So he has a creepy effect in real life, too, as the doorman of that room. That's one of the greatest things I've ever heard. <laughs> so... Before we wrap up, I did want to ask you uh, one thing. You know, I did notice that in the first uh, first part of the movie, Envy, mm-hmm. with the sisters, um, you know, it's very relatable to me because I have two older sisters. I'm the youngest one. You know, it brought me back to the times when they were mad at each other about something, and it's like you just play it out and wait. So that that was actually kind of cool for me because I, you know, it was very relatable on a level. The dad. Um, yeah. you know, I, I did notice, and I'm not, I'm not, you know, saying anything negative here. He stammered his lines a little bit. And the thing is that didn't bother me because that added a sense of reality to it. You know, well, he'll be happy to hear you because he's been getting hammered by all his buddies. <laughs> <laughs> well, you could say there's, there's one guy who believes in you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, Pete was a, Pete was a cool guy. He was nervous as all hell. Once we uh, turned it on, it was funny to see because he was super, like, laid back and chill a few days ahead of us filming. And so Pete works with the girl who plays Jill, father, in real life. They work side by side. <laughs> and, uh, so they were talking about it. And, you know, Jill, Jill's real name is Cicely. Cicely's dad, Rick. And Pete would be like talking about, you know, how Cicely's getting ready. And Pete's like, yeah, I'm pretty ready. And I'd go <laughs> talk to him every, every once in a while leading up as we're filming other stuff. And he just seems so just, yeah, this is going to be no big deal whatsoever. And uh, we get out to that store and the lights go on and the cameras go on. And he, yeah, he did, like the stammering stuff. It took him a while <laughs> to, get, to get comfortable. It's understandable. Yeah, he's, he's taking a lot of teasing. I mean, I feel the same way about roller coasters. Like, I'm like, I'm ready to do this. And then I get all the way up to the front of the line. And I'm like, oh, I'm dead. Fuck this. Yeah. <laughs> I, and I want to leave really bad. So. <laughs> but uh, anyway, uh, thank you guys very much for uh, giving us this screener and um, this interview. And uh, we enjoyed the movie a lot. And, and hope to hear and uh, see more from you guys soon. Yeah, definitely, man. We are, uh, like I mentioned, we're starting to get ready to uh, film. We're doing a web series in the summer, and then we are going to uh, do a creature film at the beginning of 2017. Uh, So you'll definitely be seeing some stuff out of us. Oh, sweet. Can't wait. All right, and you know what? While we have you guys, uh, go ahead and plug your podcasts and where they can find you. Sure. So... You can find us the easiest way to do it. We have since switched websites, so it's uh, the horrific network dot wix dot com, and then for whatever reason, Wix makes you add a uh, a little 
forward slash thing with your own thing. So it's the horrific network com forward slash THN PC for a horrific network podcast there. And then you can find us, uh, just search horrific network on uh, Twitter or Facebook and that'll take you to our social media stuff. Right. Awesome. And if they want to find door to door, where can they find that? Yeah. Door to door. Um, same thing on Twitter and Facebook. If you just, just do uh, door to door 2016, uh, we should be the first thing that you see there. And then uh, the actual website is door to door dot my dot net. All right. Very good, man. All right. Great. Thank you, Jim. And thank you, Charlie. And I uh, hope you guys have a good night. Yeah, yeah, thank you very thanks, much guys. for having us on. All right, thanks a lot, guys. All right, thank you, guys. All right, guys, thanks. All right, good night. All right, good night. Later.